Farm and Family is a production of the Mississippi State University Extension Service. Today we're talking about wild hogs and disease issues. Hello, I'm Amy Myers and welcome to Farm and Family. Today we're speaking with Bill Hamrick, Mississippi State University Extension Wildlife Associate. So Bill, thanks for being with me today to talk about this all-important topic. I understand there are 40 known diseases and parasites that can be traced to wild hogs. The two most common are pseudorabies and swine brucellosis. Let's talk about pseudorabies first. It almost always kills pets, livestock, and other animals, correct? That's correct. Pseudorabies is a virus. The symptoms are similar to those caused by rabies. Uh, it affects the central nervous system, the spinal cord, and the brain. As a result of that, Animals are sort of despondent. They don't really seem that alert. Uh, they may be drooling. Another name for pseudorabies is called mad itch, and animals will literally rub themselves raw against fence posts, trees, whatever they can get to, uh, scratching. They self-mutilate. They bite themselves and tear the hide and tissue. So it, it's a very... Very cruel way, very cruel way to go. Very so. painful. Yes. Okay, so for those of us who have uh, cattle, sheep, goats, etc., and livestock, and also our pets, uh, we need to be vigilant and make sure that we keep them away from these risks. Talk about how a hog spreads this disease to another animal and what the risks are in other animals spreading it to other animals. Some of the ways that the disease is spread, especially between wild hogs and livestock, would be saliva, usually from eating at feeders where wild hogs that are infected with pseudorabies may have been eating. Tanks, watering tanks, uh, troughs, maybe even small water holes where animals may have urinated in the water. There's various different ways that wild hogs can infect livestock. Usually with dogs and coyotes and raccoons, bobcats, things like that, it's generally from eating infected tissues, either from one that's died naturally or one that's been killed by a hunter and either left there to just rot. Or it could be one that someone took home to clean and they didn't dispose of the carcass properly. Or uh, it could be from another animal getting attacked by a wild hog. Is that possible? That's possible. One bite is probably not as likely, but, you know, a prolonged fight between two animals, a lot of biting and scratching and, you know, bloodshed, there's a really good chance that would infect an animal. And then a dog that's been infected can infect other dogs that it has contact with. Can a dog infect other types of animals like cats or pets? Yeah, that's possible. So I understand that pseudorabies is not known to spread to humans. However, swine brucellosis can spread to humans as well as pets, livestock, wildlife, etc. What is swine brucellosis? Swine brucellosis is a bacteria, and you're correct, it's a zoonotic disease, meaning that it can be spread from animals to humans. And in pigs, whether wild or domestic pigs, um, it causes stillbirths and abortions. So it's very devastating to the livestock industry, as is pseudorabies. And those are two of the things that they are very, very vigilant about as far as monitoring. In humans, 
brucellosis can cause fever, fatigue syndrome that reoccurs every several months or so, swelling and aching of the joints, back pain. If it's detected fairly early, within a month or so of infection, it can be treated and cleared up within several weeks to a couple of months. But the longer it goes, the longer it's going to take of expensive rounds of antibiotics. Bill, where can we go for more information about wild hog or wild pig diseases? Visit our website here at Mississippi State University. It's wildpiginfo.com. Okay, wildpiginfo.com. What about cdc.gov or usda.gov? Those two are excellent sources as well. Today we've been speaking with Bill Hamrick, Wildlife Associate. I'm Amy Myers, and this has been Farm and Family. Have a great day. Farm and Family is a production of the Mississippi State University Extension Service.